At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The population of California is decreasing. We know nothing about different cities. One of my big predictions for this century is going to be huge increase in migration. Millions of people will migrate uh, the next five years. Don't tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you can sell now apartment in London, buy two or maybe three apartments the same quality in Dubai now. Eight years uh, ago, I started uh, thinking about AI for real estate. I started my career at 12. <laughs> Not so fast, right? What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. And on today's episode, coming right out of Dubai, we have got on the founder and CEO of Realist, and this is Alex Galt. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And by the way, I like your voice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, a lot of people say I have a radio voice, so it's <laughs> probably true. good I that's ended true. up becoming a like musician. A, like, a golden <laughs> like a golden voice uh, in the uh, US, so, you know, like radio. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, Alex, I've done a real brief intro there, but for people who are not familiar with who you are and what you do, please uh, introduce yourself. For sure. So I'm founder of Realis. Realis uh, is an AI company. We are developing AI for real estate. And uh, this AI now solves four problems, four. So first of all, uh, it helps people to identify uh, the best properties that match uh, their criteria, or for investors who are looking the best ROI, all this stuff. And we solve the problem, we call it first page problem. So in Google, you can get all information in first page, mm. right? And I heard the joke of uh, Elon Musk uh, in your interview about, uh, <laughs> about yeah, if you would like to uh, hide uh, the dead body, you should hide it on the second page. Yes, but if you're going uh, looking for real estate, uh, you can get the service, right? So you uh, have to go listings, scrolling a lot of real estate websites. So this AI just collects all information and identifies what's the best for buying and just highlights you on the first page. Okay. This is the first problem. Uh, second thing, we're decreasing the cost of transactions. So for now, if you would like to sell your apartment in London and buy in Dubai, you're gonna get 10% uh, transaction costs, like direct or hiding cost. Mm -hmm. We're decreasing it for two times. Uh, we hope we will decrease it five times. That's what we do awesome. in short. Awesome. When did you start the company? 
Oh man, I have been working on AI eight years so far for personal AI, for real estate, and uh, all my career is about real estate. Mm. Uh, I started, <laughs> I could say I started my career at 12. <laughs> so I sold my first plot of land uh, at the age of 12. Uh, <laughs> How did you already have land at 12? Was that no, uh, no, from it, it family? Wasn't, or? It, it wasn't my land. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my mom uh, uh, invested in real estate at that time, and uh, she bought a plot of land and she uh, couldn't sell it. So she uh, made a tour for clients like 80 times. Mm -hmm. And uh, like it's the 81st time one guy came to us. Uh, I, I remember it was a guy with, you know, like a big mustache, like a Texas style. Yeah, and uh, she was so tired. So she said, go and show to this gentleman this plot of land mm -hmm. so and uh, old guy with uh, this gentleman in the car <laughs> <laughs> we we were driving you know uh like one hour from out of moscow uh in the uh, suburbs and uh yeah so uh, i showed uh, him this plot of land and he decided to buy so that was my first commission so it's approximately two cheeseburgers <laughs> 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 yeah, and after I started helping and, you know, making uh, some uh, advertising on paper, like you write something, you stick it uh, on the doors, mm -hmm. like everywhere. So, yeah, so that from that time I started working in real estate. Um, and eight years uh, ago, I started uh, thinking about AI for real estate. So because at that time I already had a company with real estate agents. Mm -hmm. So like easy way, right? 12 sold first plots, working in this space. And uh, <laughs> so I understood that one day AI will come definitely. Yeah. And uh, this thing will change everything. So, uh, and I started working on this uh, business model and AI production. And the first time it was just, it were like Excel files, just smart Excel files. But after it became better and better, but it was a very tough way. <laughs> so I tried to fundraise money for this idea. Mm -hmm. So for the eight years, I spoke with approximately 250 venture capitalists <laughs> and uh, no one gave me money. <laughs> okay. And this was in Russia at the time? Uh, no, it, I lived in New York for oh, okay, okay. one year. I lived for several months in Silicon Valley, New York. Uh, I was in UK, in London. Okay. So globally, I spoke with 250 venture capitalists and uh, nobody gave me money for this idea. Mm -hmm. So with, with some of them, I spoke two times for, for the eight years. So they just uh, didn't remember me. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked second time. Uh, with one guy, I spoke three times. Okay. Uh, and uh, I have a question, actually. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What? How did you keep going through that? Because 250, 250 no's is a lot of no's. So how did you continue to pursue the idea and not get discouraged? Um, first of all, uh, I have been working in real estate mm. for the whole life. So the whole my business was just to identify the plot of land you could buy, uh, subdivided by small pieces of of land mm -hmm. and sell it. So this was my business model for 15 years. Yeah. And I have been working on this product for just replacing my brain 
for these operations. Mm. That because I have been doing for myself, for my family, so for my uh, friends, this product. And to build real AI, you need uh, some more funds that you can produce yourself, that you can earn from uh, your main business. And if they say no, I still continue to build it. Yeah. <laughs> so why not? Because once, you, once you're able to build this machine and uh, AI could work perfectly, uh, this definitely could, you know, bring your all expenses back. Mm -hmm. So that's what my idea. So simple. Yeah. Do you think that you were perhaps just a bit too early for them to get it? For sure. Okay. For sure, too early. Uh, nobody believed it possible. Yeah. And that time, so AI existed already. Yeah. Right. But for some big companies, you know, like Watson or ABM, something like this. And uh, just now, a year ago, it became like, for everyone, that's for real mm. already. But before that time, nobody believed it possible. Yeah, it's been interesting to see the mainstreaming of AI over yeah. the last two years <laughs> yeah, or so. Sure. I guess it was, it seems to have been ChatGPT was that's the for sure. sort of killer app that that's put it sure. on people's radar. It, it's interesting because artificial intelligence has been a, around in some capacity, I guess, lo longer than I've been alive. But it's it's been there for a, a very long time. I'm always interested when a technology or an idea makes the jump from something which is niche and present, but That's not right. really well known or well understood or implemented to something that everyone is suddenly talking about and using in various capacities. It's the same with Internet. Yeah. Like internet uh, the age of internet was approximately 40 years if i'm not wrong before it became popular yeah so 40 years ai is something the same so ai existed 35 40 years mm -hmm. before it became popular so yes um and uh, i got all these notes mm -hmm. uh, and continued to build it and i discovered one interesting thing once you can get money from uh, VCs. Possibly you can get money from users. And so we launched the first prototype like MVP, uh, minimum valuable product for customers launched in Moscow. And this was a simple software identifying um, apartments with a, a discount price. Mm -hmm. So literally like you could get something for $300,000 or you have some listings for 270, it's 10% discount, and this AI just highlights these opportunities for investors. Mm -hmm. And uh, like first week, uh, we got free users. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first week free users. Uh, after week, we got 30. Mm -hmm. And uh, in uh, two months, I think we got 1,000 or something like this. Okay. And uh, all these guys uh, were in the chat in Telegram chat, by the way. And I decided to ask them, maybe they would like to invest. Mm. And uh, I got in pandemic time, uh, our first $2 million uh, okay. from these uh, users uh, online. Interesting. Yeah, without, so this was, was this 2020? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so without, you know, knowing personally. <laughs> That's actually very impressive. Yes. So from, you got 2 million from around 1,000 
early users? No, thousands. Oh, it, oh, it, several it, thousands it, of people. It, it, it were like 40. Got it, got yeah. it, okay. 40 with average check, like $50,000. Wow, that's impressive, that's <laughs> impressive. And so tell me about the next steps from there. Oh, <laughs> next steps were dramatically more difficult. Okay. <laughs> so we started to build a real AI for estimation apartment. So you could estimate apartment in 10 seconds. Uh, what is the real market price? What is going to be the rent for this apartment? And the most important part here is explanation why. Mm. So we can subdivide two AIs for now for uh, B2C, for personal use. Like a black box AI, you don't know how it works, but it works. Mm -hmm. So chat GPT, you don't know how it works, but it works and you use it. But the second point is the second type of AI, explainable AI. So once AI shows you the price of your apartment, for example, $300,000, mm -hmm. you definitely would like to see explanation. You don't need just a number. And the second part is the most difficult thing to do in AI, just not highlight the number, highlight some result, mm. but explain to customer why the price is so, the rent is so. That was the difficult part. Okay. So we spent it... Uh, why, why is... I'm just trying to understand this yeah, technically. Why, why is that part difficult? Because I would have thought those inner workings... I thought it would be a matter of making those inner workings visible to the user rather than hiding <laughs> them, or is it that AI typically doesn't run through those in the algorithm why is that why is making ai is the term explainable yes yeah why so, is it why is that part difficult uh in real estate you basically have uh, 200 parameters identifying uh, the real estate and the price location uh, count of floors uh, views uh, floor plans yeah. different things so that's why it's difficult because nobody has done it before mm -hmm. because the real estate market is completely difficult so you can take two similar apartments in uh, one building mm -hmm. with different views, different price. Yes. You can take two buildings uh, near each other. It's going to be a different price. You can take neighborhoods. It's going to be different price for mm -hmm. the same building. Yes. The same building in one neighborhood and the same building in another is going to be different. So multiply, please. Uh, apartments, uh, buildings, uh, neighborhoods, locations, and city, mm -hmm. multiply each parameters like 10, you're going to get yeah. more than millions, millions of trillions. combinations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's, that's thing. So AI identifies these uh, relations in-house with all these uh, weights, etc. But to explain it easily to customers, this is the key. Mm -hmm. So what is explanation? This is a price. This is a listings near near you. The similar listings. This uh, listings was sold. This was exposition days. That's why your price is so. Mm -hmm. So this is an explanation part, the most important part. I got you. So at this time, you are still in Moscow. How did you end up in Dubai? Uh, the war started. <laughs> mm. So the war started, and uh, before the war, we had already signed. Uh, dozens of huge contracts with uh, biggest banks, uh, government entities, uh, with biggest developers in Russia. And I thought my life uh, are going to be cool from that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
but because uh, eight years before this uh, was awful, were awful. And uh, war started, uh, we understood that from that day, it's impossible to build a global company from Russia. Mm-hmm. And we understood that uh, we all in a, in a company do not support this thing. And we understood that it's not going to be for a few weeks. Yeah. It's going to be for a very long time. So we decided to uh, move, half of the company moved uh, in the first uh, two weeks okay. to Dubai. And the rest, half of the company moved after three, four months. Okay. So. And how did you, how did you pick Dubai? Because to make that decision, and was that already on your radar as where you wanted to end up or? That's interesting question, by the way. Yeah. Um, we picked Saudi Arabia first. Okay, interesting. So Saudi Arabia, um, for me, it looked like the new Silicon Valley, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, in time, of course, like so, <laughs> in 30, 40, 50 years. As, as a side note, that's so fascinating to me because I, I grew up there in the 80s, 90s. Really? And early 2000s. Yeah, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Oh, really? I, I lived there for 20 years. Wow. So to hear Saudi Arabia being called the potential next Silicon Valley, to me, that was just like a... <laughs> when, when I was living there, no, no one would have uttered that sentence, right? It's just, I know exactly what you mean by it, but I'm just thinking, man, like it's come a long way. That's that's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. But um, we saw uh, tons of commitment uh, from government and from different funds uh, to invest in Saudi Arabia and uh, IT business, AI business, uh, technologies, etc. So we decided to pick uh, Saudi Arabia first. But once I saw the country, once I saw the Riyadh, uh, I generally understood that it's not the the best time. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be in three, four, five years for like a culture, right? Yes. Uh, for startups, for IT businesses. Now it's not ready. Mm-hmm. That was my opinion. And at that time, one guy called me and said, um, hey, you you were doing cool things in Russia. Could you please uh, give me the technology for Dubai? <laughs> okay. I, I said, I asked, how much do you want to pay for this? Yeah. He said, oh, $150,000. Okay. So, and I asked, what is the share of the company you would like to have? He said, 10% is enough. I just calculated in my mind. So nothing exists in Dubai. Mm-hmm. The guy wanted to pay 150K for 10%. So the whole company could be 1.5 million for nothing. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, send me money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he sent me money and uh, we copied uh, our approach and technology for Dubai market. Okay. Uh, and I decided to visit Dubai because uh, in my mind, Dubai was like a tourist city, yeah. like desert, you know, like no alcohol, <laughs> something yeah. like yeah. that. Pe- people tend to have one of two perceptions either that it's just like a backwards place in the desert and it's super oppressive and legalistic and it's horrible for women and this and this and this, or that it's like Las Vegas and it's just super flashy <laughs> and expensive and shallow. There's these like two extreme opinions that people tend to have. If they, yeah, if Las Vegas uh, without casinos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And I decided to visit this beautiful city before I visited already as a tourist. Okay. But business, yeah. IT, okay, let's visit the country. So, and I spoke with uh, 10 entrepreneurs here, 
Russians uh, and local Indians uh, and UK entrepreneurs. And they said, literally, Dubai is a, is a future. Mm. I decided to explore. And after two weeks, my you know efforts for exp uh, exploring, I decided <laughs> to buy back this, his shares. <laughs> you decided to buy what? <laughs> buy back his shares. Oh, okay. Of this guy. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> and I bought, bought back uh, for uh, $450,000. <laughs> wow, that guy made a good play. Yeah, good so, so this guy made like a thousand ROI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like IRL, like, uh, like at 3x. Yeah. And I decided that uh, we should move uh, to Dubai and start the company here because the market is ready. Uh, AI supported by governments uh, heavily. Yes. And uh, let's start. Let's let's try. And we started uh, working in Dubai, and uh, in three months uh, we have developed the platform to highlight all new developments, uh, all data about around it, all neighborhoods, uh, forecasting what is the best neighborhood for investment, all this stuff around. And uh, people started to come and visit this website and asking us to help them buy something. Okay. We decided why not? So we uh, went, uh, so we, we spoke with developers, signed uh, 150 contracts just for selling them as a usual broker. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the business model at that time was people were coming website, visiting website, all this data for free. Uh, if they would like to invest, uh, we made for them like, we, we had for them a free expert okay. on this platform. Uh, this expert helped them to pick the right property and uh, we matched with developer directly, mm -hmm. like in a general WhatsApp, chat yeah. uh, with developer and uh, once the deal is done a developer paid us commission and that business model disrupted everything mm. yes and so that was 2022 at the end of 2022 okay and how's that grown and we're now at the early stage of 2024 so what's so, been the what's that progress been like over that past mm. approaching two years so far in one plus years, uh, one plus year, we sold for $150 million uh, real estate. Uh, it's approximately $7 million commission. Mm -hmm. uh, the company achieved breaking even. So the company from one time in the history, uh, we don't need money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> for the eight years, my, you know, <laughs> My suffering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the pain in your eyes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, we decided that this approach, oh, and one important thing, uh, all this process was built without any participation of realtors. Okay. So literally for now, people are able to look all analytics, uh, decision-making data, everything for free. Mm -hmm. So nothing is paid, no subscription, zero. Yeah. And uh, uh, they're able to buy real estate online. Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't the case before. Um, and directly from developer. Yeah. And uh, 
we decrease uh, the cost of transaction, so approximately 1% for now. Mm-hmm. We hope we will uh, decrease more. And how have realtors responded to this? I, I heard you say in... Um, they hate us. Okay. They literally hate us. Okay, you jumped right in there, because I know that there are realtors who are using your platform. Probably. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, yeah, okay, so... Um, all realtor society in Dubai, I think like 90% of realtors know us for okay. now in Dubai, uh, Russian speaking, English speaking, yes. Indians. Uh, so it's two major groups. One group uh, understood uh, that this is an interesting thing and they should use this AI tools and predictions just to help their clients and grow their revenue. And uh, they work with us. Yeah. So, and the old style group, mm-hmm. they hate us okay. dramatically. Yes. So once they literally see me in the public somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's good you're in Dubai. <laughs> yes. I literally see in their eyes really? that uh, they would like to punch me in the face. Wow. That's that's for sure. They they very hate us. But in Dubai. It's prohibited, so I feel <laughs> myself. <laughs> I was like, this is probably the best time to be one of the safest cities in the world. In Saudi Arabia, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a different thing. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you see and think about that aspect of it? Because honestly, that that's a huge question with AI in general, that's right? Sure. Not just for the real estate market, but across all these different sectors and industries. One of the biggest concerns about it, including a concern of mine. Is about the music, replacing right? replacing human jobs, right? Um, in a way that previous technologies perhaps didn't. I know that with every new wave of technology, there's always a concern about um, people's jobs being displaced. But when you look at where AI already is and the speed at which it's advancing, I mean, it's fascinating. I, I can tell you a little story on this. I remember. Um, so I'm a computer science graduate. No, oh, really. So yeah. So I've been thinking about AI since. Early 2000s, probably. Mm. Um, I even did a module on it in university, and I remember the. Con- I remember as recently as about five or six years ago, when the conversations about AI were happening, people were primarily concerned about transportation jobs, you know, uh, taxi drivers, trucking, that kind of thing, logistics. And I remember myself and others saying, "Okay, well, jobs that are more creative." Surely there's like a long time to go before it can replicate that. And then I remember in like 2022, 2023, all of these, this wave of like AI music, not just electronic music, but like sounding exactly like Jay-Z, sounding like Kanye West, <laughs> sounding like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, there, are, there are rap songs and rock songs. I mean, people are making, there's music being made, which sounds like bands or artists who are literally no longer alive. This and... Sure. I, as a long-term fan of some of these artists, I cannot even differentiate between the real artist and the AI-generated <laughs> stuff. And I'm just like, okay, if that's what we're hearing, this thing is already many years ahead of that. So that was like a, a quite a mind-blowing moment for me where I was just like, wow, this this technology has already gone far beyond that's for sure. what people thought. So that's for sure. what are your thoughts about all that? Because I assume you don't want to be replaced either, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yes and no. Yeah. Let me let me uh, explain you. Uh, so first of all, um, my task to ChatGPT was 
write me a song with the style of Eminem and uh, Snoop Dogg about realist. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. And literally, it, it was great. <laughs> and one guy from my team. So I, I just uh, sent it the text mm -hmm. of the song. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. ...to the general chat of the company, and one guy from my team, uh, after 10 minutes, uh, uh, sent uh like a audio record yeah with these voices oh gosh with with like it, yes. it sounds like eminem and snoop yes it was it it, it was a collaboration <laughs> <laughs> this is scary right it was a collaboration really? literally and the song is great i have to hear this like after <laughs> yeah, the yeah, show, yeah yeah <laughs> i will show you after okay. yeah for sure yeah the song was great literally like realist identify the best <laughs> 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 wow. Literally, it, it was great. So, <laughs> about uh, realtors, um, it's a tough question for sure. Yeah. Um, and people already afraid about new technologies at least two times in history. So I have a history degree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I export uh, what's happened in the, in the past, and it's industrial revolution and electricity. So AI is the same kind of level of technology, like industrial revolution and electricity. And for sure, uh, industrial revolution and electricity changed the life of millions at that time mm -hmm. uh, dramatically. But what we have now, we have better jobs, right? We have more jobs yeah. than previously. I think that uh, the work of humans should be more creative and I think about it like, let's imagine we have whole world like a small village, 100 people in this village, that's mm -hmm. all. Uh, we're all producing something, trade, uh, goods and services between, and approximately 40% of time we spend for nothing, mm -hmm. for just you know convincing, for preparing PDF files, for presentations, yeah. all these things, right? So. I think that if we can eliminate 40% of uh, not a good producing time, mm -hmm. right? Busy work. Be yes, you call it busy work. And do something new, better. Mm. This is an option to think about it on a different angle. Yeah. And what I think about realtors, uh, I think definitely with AI technologies, uh, approximately 30% of realtors uh, are in danger mm. uh, of reduction. Uh, in the next five years, okay. maybe less. That's for sure. Yeah. We, we need to understand this. That's for sure. But the best realtors and the best professionals will implement the solutions in, into the work mm -hmm. and do better. And cost of transactions will decrease. What's, uh, what does it mean? It means that the market of real estate market totally, the volume will increase. Mm -hmm. Let me explain you. Okay. If you want to, uh, for example, you sell your apartment and you want to move to Dubai, 10% average, 5% or maybe, okay, UK, okay, 3% mm -hmm. or two or something like this, two, 3%. In Dubai, it's four, so general seven. 
for because of this cost of transaction, not a lot of people are changing their place of living yeah. and uh, countries. So approximately 95% of human beings are still living locations they were born or they grew up. Is it 95%? Is approximately. That a, okay, approximately. I've always yeah. actually wondered what that statistic is. Approx- ah, okay. Nobody collected it. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but frankly, you, you could ask right. your friends and yeah. uh, you could ask 100 people mm-hmm. and 95 people still are living in the same place, right? Yeah. So Don't pro- ask people that question in Dubai, obviously, <laughs> but in most yes, places. Yes, yes. Yeah. Dubai, Dubai is a different case. But approximately. Yeah. Okay, 90%. Yeah. So, a lot of people. Why? Uh, and I think that because, first of lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. Nobody knows uh, what's for for example Dubai is. Literally, you can sell now apartment in London, and buy two or maybe three apartments the same quality in Dubai now. Don't tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and the second cost of transactions. Yeah. So that's why uh, people used to change their um, homes once in 20 years average. Mm-hmm. So not not so fast, right? So, but literally uh, with new technologies and new approaches, uh, new data, it's possible to identify places where you should live or where you could live, yes. where, you, where you could get better life. Yeah, this is interesting because, um, I mean, this is completely up my alley. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't actually live anywhere. I've been um, a nomadic for the past two and a half years. Mm. I left the UK mid-2021, and I haven't had any fixed abode since then. But um, I became a Dubai resident last year, and I'm going to be making this place. Thank you. I started a company here, so this will become my primary HQ as I continue traveling. But it's been fascinating because I've been living this life of, I guess you could call it geo-arbitrage, where I'm going to different places. and kind of doing what I need to do in each place, but not being fixed and rooted to one area and looking for the best opportunities for different aspects of my life and for my potential future. And I think that this century is going to be a really fascinating one. I always remind people that we're in the first quarter of a new century. Right. We're still we're not we're not even approaching halfway yes, yet. for sure. And so if I think of the general direction that the world is moving and technology is moving, one of my big predictions for this century is going to be a huge increase in migration in all directions. When people That's for sure. Right? When people think of migration, particularly in the West, people think of, oh, everyone wants to come to the West. Everyone wants to come to the UK. Everyone wants to come to USA. Everyone wants to come to Canada and no one or not very many people want to go, say, from west to east. <laughs> I see this massively shifting. Yes. I think that there are going to be many places. Dubai is an obvious one. You already talked about the potential of Saudi. I think there are many cities and nations which right now the average person, it's, it's not even really on, it's not even on their radar, right? They're just thinking, oh, that's a, you know, that's a poor place or that's a backward place or that's not interesting or whatever. But I think as some places become less appealing, others are going to become far more appealing. Whereas by the time we're in, I don't know, 20, 50 and further on, what it looks like in terms of the desirable places to live and right. work around the world right. are going to be completely different to what it's been for most of our for lifetime. Sure. I, for I, it's sure. already happening. For sure. It's already happening. Like I spent a lot of time in the USA. 
And it's quite fascinating what's happening there. So for the first time in history, the population of California is decreasing. Yes. Right? That's, and, that's right. Yeah. So and people, New York. Yes, exactly. So most of my life, if someone wants to live in not just the USA, but the best cities in the world, it was always you know, London, Paris, New York, <laughs> LA, San Francisco, like everyone. That's for sure. Those are the hot places. That's where it all is. Even in the movies, the TV, whatever. That's the oh, L.A. Amazing. New York. Amazing. And that's now sure. if I look at the, just the U.S. even, it's like places like Austin, Dallas, Nashville, Miami, uh, Las Vegas, right. Salt Lake City, Utah, like all these places are their populations are growing. You go to Austin, everyone's complaining about the traffic <laughs> and too many people are moving in and so on. And, you know, just like yeah. in Dubai, people are like, hey, too many people are too many yeah. people are coming. There's too much traffic. And I just think that's all going to shift massively. And people underestimate it. I think also people underestimate that we're going to have new countries. So if you think about it, um, you were born in the 80s. 90s. Uh, 90s. I'm 33. Oh, now. you're 33. Okay. All right. I'm an 80s baby. Um, <laughs> but I th if I think, okay, when I was born, um, I think there were about 170 countries in the world. Yes. Now it's about 196. Yes. So just in my life, there's 20, 25, 26 more countries. So even when people think of countries, they think of it as being fixed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, actually, if you think 25 years from now, there might be 220, there might be 230 countries. You'll have blocks which split. You might have some that even come together. So even the map as we know it, geographically, it'll be the same. But where the lines and the borders are, it's most likely that actually that's also going to change. And people don't tend to think of that. For sure, for I sure. I think that, that's interesting. And I think it plays into everything. I, that like, the yeah, I, like, <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah, thank you. I like the way you think. And uh, yes, okay. yes, that's definitely, I should take this words into my pitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, we recorded it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just take small commission, right? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yes, literally. Uh, you know, we know nothing about the world, mm. for sure. Uh, we know nothing about different cities. We know a little bit about different cultures yes. because of the food, because of something, but we know nothing about the cities, believe me. And uh, in realist, what we have done, uh, we launched uh, analytics for 114 cities now. So globally, mm. rating, uh, safety, rating, uh, prices for real estate, income, uh, cost of living, uh, rent. So everything for 114 cities. I hope this year we'll uh, finish with 300 cities. Okay. Yeah, this is my goal, approximately 1,000 cities with a population more than half a million. How are you uh, prioritizing the order? Uh, um, is it based on population? Opportunity to take the data. Got it. Uh, data in real estate is a, is a pain. Mm. Nothing uh, exists, literally nothing. Only, only data in the US, in the US, it's potentially good. Okay. Even in UK, the data is not good. Mm. Um, so this, because of AI, it's now possible to collect this data, uh, enrich this data, and literally identify the the real rating of the cities. Mm. For example, uh, what do you think uh, about apartments, the average size of apartments in which country, in which city is the smallest apartments in the world? What would I think? Yeah. Maybe Tokyo? Uh, number 12. Tokyo is number 12. Smallest apartments. 
Wow. Um, Not just one smallest apartment in the world, but average. Yeah, a- a- average yeah. smallest. I would have thought it would be somewhere in Japan. Is it somewhere in China, perhaps? No. No? London? No. No. <laughs> uh, the smallest. Maybe Hong Kong. Oh, Hong Kong. Okay. Uh, number seven. Or Monaco? No. No. no, no. Um, somewhere in Switzerland? I don't. No. I don't know. No. Yeah, I, no. I, I would have. I would have guessed somewhere in Japan. So I don't know. Russia. Russia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I wouldn't have guessed. So that. okay, the average size of apartment in Moscow is uh, forty-five meters. Okay. In uh, Hong Kong is forty-seven. Mm. In uh, Tokyo is forty-eight. I, 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 okay, so I'm, it's not that big. <laughs> yes, not, but not huge differences. Okay. For us, it was amazing yeah. because the largest country in the world, yeah. in average, uh, has the smallest apartment in the yeah, world. Yeah, you wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have thought that. I've also it, never been there, so I don't. Yeah, know for, for sure. But after we saw all this data with all these layers of you know uh, data collecting and uh, all these ratings, we literally started to understand what the real world is. Mm. Because it's all about some publications, you know, like, oh, the smallest apartment in Japan found it with a four meters apartment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something. <laughs> but literally, it's not about the whole city, yeah. right? But all your opinion about the city, uh, you know, all your, what you know comes from uh, these publications. Mm-hmm. Like about Dubai, Dubai literally, for the record, is a wonderful city with a totally safety uh, environment, uh, with low prices, with opportunities for building business, etc. But I wrote tons of articles about Dubai and I haven't found any useful, literally useful information about what is gonna be my cost of living uh, for the first year, for mm-hmm. example, what neighborhood I should live. Yes. And a lot of questions. I'm looking for all this. These are all the questions I'm asking right now, by the way. Yeah. yeah, so it was covered. Uh, all this data was covered. So now it's an opportunity to discover it again, mm-hmm. uh, bring it in one place and uh, give it for free to everyone. So just open this data. We calculated that approximately, you, you were speaking about migration. We think approximately 300 million people, mm. millions of people will uh, migrate uh, the next five years. Wow. 300 millions. Yeah. I, I, that sounds very believable to me. It's a, it, lot. It's a huge number. It's like by one the way. in 25 people or so. Yes, yeah. it's a huge number. But yeah, if the data is open um, and reliable and clear, and you can see opportunity to move, for example, yeah. give me a second. Very soon we are going to produce, uh, we are going to launch um, uh, one interesting piece of software, a very small piece of software. In this piece of software, you'll be able to write your address in any place in the world and uh, parameters of your apartment, like mm. square feet, uh, what is the quality of repairment, etc. And uh, click the button like, I would like to see what I can afford okay. in yeah. any country in the world. Wow. And uh, AI will give you options mm-hmm. and highlighting you what quality, what where you can get better quality, mm-hmm. better life, based on these parameters of living and uh, where you can uh, get better price. Mm-hmm. So literally it's gonna be advisor for moving Yes. and uh, you're gonna get this all information by whole world in one minute. Wow. That's, it's already, it's already launched for Dubai. Okay. <laughs> but uh, in stealth mode, so it's not public for now. Yeah. Uh, but 
once I saw that it's possible, and uh, I wrote the address uh, in my apartment uh, of my apartment in uh, Moscow, and it highlighted me uh, where I can move to Dubai. I was shocked because I lived in a not a fancy building, <laughs> frankly speaking. Literally, in Russia we had. Uh, five floors building, like a massive, massive development uh, in the whole country. Mm -hmm. And this development is literally ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it was built in 70s. Okay, is 80. it like that brutal, brutalist architecture? Or? Yeah. yeah, so it's like in with the panels, you know, yeah, yeah, built yeah. by panels. And uh, I saw that in Dubai, for the price of apartments, uh, very shitty apartment uh, in uh, Moscow, I could get uh, a business class apartment in uh, GVC here with access to um, uh, the beach like yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's major geo arbitrage. It, it, it's fascinating. I mean, in the past couple of years, like I said, I've been traveling a lot. I think I've been to 20-something countries in the past two years and dozens and dozens of different cities in every continent except for Antarctica. And I, <laughs> by, by the nature of what I do, I, I, have, I speak both publicly and privately with thousands of people across the globe in real life and hundreds of thousands of millions online. And one thing I've, something I'm being asked, which I've never been asked so much before at any point in my life, I've been traveling my whole life. No, I've never had so many people asking me this in every country, which is about recommendations of places mm. to live. Mm. Um, it's a new trend. Yes. It's a new trend. It, it, something has massively changed. Yes. Even the amount of people just asking me about the Middle East. I mean, like I said, I, I lived in Saudi from the age of one to 20, but I went to boarding school in the UK from the age of 11. And when people, you know, when I used to tell people that I lived in the Middle East or I lived in Saudi Arabia, um, there would be extraordinarily rare for people to be genuinely interested from a perspective of like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like to live over there or to check it out. Of course, the country was a lot more closed off. You couldn't even get a tourist visa sure. if you wanted sure. to. Um, but there's been a shift just in the last couple of years I've noticed with people becoming a lot more curious. Even with Dubai, I think may, perhaps it's just that enough people, there's been a sort of tipping point and enough people moving here and setting up businesses here and talking about it that it's become less scary because i think that people people tend to view the whole middle east as like a block mm. right so even if you talk about dubai people are you know worried about safety and whatever and you're as someone who lives here you you look at them and you're like what bro you live in new york city what are you like what are, right, right? you're, you're, you're kind of like what are, you, what are you talking about your safety concerns right you know you live in like a crap part of london and you're here like afraid of dubai you, you, you see what i mean but people are slowly kind of like w w waking up to it and so I, I think a lot of people are seeing their countries on a certain trajectory socially culturally politically whatever it is that they're concerned about and they're at least starting to think hmm maybe it would be a good idea to you know have a second option maybe mm. maybe another residency you know actually yeah. i'm being taxed to death maybe i can set up my business in a different place at least those gears are starting to turn mm. and that's what i mean when i say like again you know we're quite literally in the first quarter of the century but i think also we're at just at this early stage of the you know early adopters are already moving 
and migrating. Yes. But even yes. people in that sort of early majority phase, they're at least thinking about it and considering it in a way they didn't before. I remember when I was in Mexico meeting, I met lots of and I think the whole pandemic situation also accelerated it. For sure. Right? I remember being in Mexico sure. and I kept meeting people from, I met so many Canadians. I met people who had moved there from Ireland, from the UK, and almost all of them had moved in the previous one to two years. Yeah. COVID is a yeah. catalyzer of this, yeah. this trend, for sure, mm -hmm. for sure. And I think this trend will grow yeah. dramatically. Same. So I think now is. 5% of population uh, thinks think about moving. Mm. And in five years, helps with AI, knowledge, everything, it's going to be 10 or maybe 15 already. Yeah. That's what I think. And people from developed countries, yes. uh, they literally have all opportunities to live better life. Yes. For sure. Um, we can compare... Dubai and London, for example. Mm -hmm. I have all this data in uh, application, but let me remember. So the cost of living in London is uh, $5,000 a month, like average for a family. For, uh, for a family? Yeah, yeah, for a family. Yeah, that sounds about right. In Dubai is four. Mm -hmm. So in Dubai, cost of living is less. What is it about uh, salaries? So in London, average salary for a family, I think uh, it's four four thousand five hundred. So per month. Yes. So it's literally right. a, little, a little bit less than cost of living yeah. <laughs> average. Yeah. In Dubai is uh, four. Okay. So in Dubai, approximately every year or every month, you could uh, save money, like mm -hmm. approximately 10% of your money you could yeah. save. In London, you definitely you need to, to take more, more well. yes. In, Huge factor. Yeah, yeah. You, in London, you definitely need to take more loans. Yes. So this is the opposite situation. But if you are owner of real estate in London, you could sell it and buy two, three, or maybe four similar, similar quality apartments in Dubai. Mm -hmm. We tested it. So we tested neighborhoods. The neighborhood in London, Barking, yes, you know about it. Yeah, it's not a great place. Uh, the average price uh, there is six point two thousand dollars per square meter. Okay, and uh, this is approximately exact price of Business Bay. Okay, so Business Bay is seven thousand yeah. dollars. And I know which one is nicer. I've been to both. Business Bay is a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the weather is a million times better. Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> it can get very hot in the summer, but I, I'm not a fan of London weather. So. Yes, but uh, summer in Dubai is something. <laughs> oh, for sure. Again, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. So for me, it's I, I've been dealing with it for decades. <laughs> yeah, summer in Dubai is not it's not not yeah, yeah it's not, not a good time. But uh, not a lot of mm, human beings know about in that time you could take five star hotel for one hundred dollars yeah. dollars uh, uh, <laughs> for night so literally five star uh, five stars hotel yes. and uh, you could take a boat you know go fishing mm -hmm. go make some party for i don't know two hundred dollars yeah. something like this for three hours 
so it's literally yeah, nothing. You, you, if you want, if you want big discounts, come to Dubai in the middle of the summer because <laughs> like ever, no one, no one else wants to be here. So you can <laughs> you can get some fantastic deals. Yes, yeah. yes. So at that time, uh, like every dollar you could spend, the the best dollar you could spend in Dubai for the whole world, I think. So you could get more goods and more services. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. You know what? Like wonderful talk. Thank you. Thank you no for doubt, this, man. Um, so, what is the, what's the, what, what's the plan for this year with Realist? Yeah. So, where would you like to be this time next year? Uh, in numbers, I would like to achieve one billion dollars transactions. Amazing. Yeah. In uh, series, three hundred series, uh, we are going to collect all data and give it for free. Mm-hmm. And I would like to make business and uh, making transactions in 30 cities. Now we have six. Okay. We have Saudi Arabia, four cities in U- UAE, Bali, in, in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where do you have in Saudi, Riyadh? Riyadh, okay, okay. Riyadh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and 30 cities, uh, it's a goal for us, for, for, now, for, for today. And uh, I hope that there are good chances to achieve a unicorn status this year. Probably. No doubt. Well, I heard that um, your Wi-Fi password in the office is a reinforcement of that. <laughs> yeah, the Wi-Fi. Do you want to tell, want to tell the story there? <laughs> yeah, so uh, once I st- we started uh, from the scratch business in Dubai, uh, we definitely decided to become a unicorn before 2026. Okay. So, by the way, please explain yeah. to listeners what Unicorn, Unicorn. means. Unicorn, Unicorn uh, is a company with a valuation more than one billion dollars. Okay. Uh, so, it's literally a rare company mm-hmm. uh, with with great value, and uh, this company could produce very great good uh, goods and services uh, for internationally probably. Um, so, the Wi-Fi passwords. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, and we in the, in the team, we decided to, that we are going to become unicorn by 2026. Uh, I decided to write a password. So, uh, uh, realist plus AI equals uh, unicorn 2024. And uh, this is a nightmare for new people just to write this password <laughs> <laughs> every time. But every time they, you know, send some energy. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, it's funny. Yeah. But it, it it helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, it's um, it's an affirmation, right? And everyone else is affirming it, so I think it's good. I Alex, um, where can people learn more about you or find and follow online? What would you like people to check out? Yeah, so it's all free, and uh, people can write realist in Google, uh, any kind of search uh, engine, and how do you spell that? Realist with e at the end. It's okay. like a French yeah. French approach. Uh, or realist AI, awesome. And 100% uh, people can find us, find all technology platform guys, everything for free. You don't need to pay for this information. Amazing, Alex. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Great. To thank talk you. To you. Thank you.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.